Hey there, on this week's episode, we're talking about safety processes. This is a time management tip that will help reduce your stress and make the work that you do even better. Let's get to it. This is Safety Bri, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 my safety friends. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Today is episode 47. So before we get started, I want you to go over to the safetygeek.com forward slash 47 because I have a free download that goes with this episode. And today we are talking about creating safety processes. And what this download is, is a sample program and training calendar. It could be your training metrics or anything like that. But what this is, is to allow you to plan your processes. So you might not want to copy my calendar exactly, but it'll at least give you a starting point. And it's a great reference as you listen to this episode. So let's go ahead and get started. My name is Bry Sargent. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your number one safety geek, and I love talking about management support, employee engagement, and building a safety culture. And I wanna help you do your job better and easier. So that's what we do over here at Safety Geek. And today, what we're talking about is actually some time management techniques. But what it is, is to get you to be thinking about your work as a process. Too many times, safety managers are generally just dealing with whatever fires happen to land on their desk at that moment in time, right? You walk into the office, you've got your coffee, you're ready to get going, but then no, this supervisor comes running in to tell you about an accident that happened last night, or this manager's calling you because they need a certain report, or OSHA is knocking on your door. Whatever it happens to be, you end up spending most of your day dealing with whatever happens to land on your desk. And I used to get the biggest kick out of it when people would ask me what a typical day of a safety manager looks like because there is no right answer to that. Every single day is completely different. But if we take a very big picture, like let's go up 50,000 feet and look at your job, there are things that you do on a recurring basis. And it is those things that I want you to build processes around. And when you do, what'll happen is it'll free up your time. It'll make it so that way you're still getting your job done, even though you might have like half your day being taken up by small little fires going on around you, right? So having these processes, what it does is it allows you to know that these things are covered. You have 100% confidence that your job is getting done and the important things are getting done. Now, last week we talked about safety policies and updating the policies, and that's one of those processes because it's one of those things that tends to get put down at the bottom of the list. And I understand why that happens because it's just not that important compared to getting out a new training that's gonna save lives. I get that, but it is important in the long run because if you don't have your policies in place, you can end up 
the business getting shut down or getting sued or increasing litigation, whatever it happens to be. So setting up these processes actually makes sure that stuff like that doesn't happen. So that way you're actually planning small chunks of time to get things done and freeing up more time to do what you do best which is stopping accidents from happening, not putting out fires. <laughs> Let's be proactive out there. So what working like a pro working through processes means is that you're grouping things together. You're doing what we call batching. So if I'm going to go into a specific area of the business, then I'm going to batch a lot of tasks at the same time. But in addition, you have to balance efficiency with effectiveness. Because I can very easily batch all of my safety training together. A lot of safety managers do that. They do one training once a year. They knock out all their refresher training to get them that check mark. But that's not effective. So as you're creating your processes, you need to balance that efficiency and that effectiveness. So sometimes you might be going into an area to do a bunch of work and you go, okay, while I'm here, I'm going to do an inspection. I'm going to do an assessment of the department. I'm going to coach the supervisor, right? That's batching and that works really great, but I'm not going to go into one area and knock out all my training all at once, or I'm not going to spend a week updating all my policies just like we talked about last week, because even though I'm batching it together and it'll go quicker and it'll go faster, and it's definitely more efficient, it doesn't free up my time or my stress level, or it doesn't result in a product that is effective. So make sure that as you are looking at your processes, that you're saying what can be batched and what do I need to just build a process around so that way it is more effective and it reduces my stress level. All right, so let me go through several of the processes that I think you should have in place. And the very first one is new hire orientation. So when a person is hired into a business, there's generally a big packet of HR paperwork they have to sign off on. And there is required safety training that needs to be done depending upon your industry, right? What that training is. So if you have an HR department that is hiring somebody on a Monday, on a Wednesday, or sometimes it's Tuesday, sometimes it's Friday, that does not allow you to create a process around it. So ideally what you wanna see is that new hires all start on the same day, whether it be weekly or bi-weekly. I've actually seen companies only allow new hires to start once a month and they put them through a whole week-long orientation. Whatever it happens to be, you have to balance that effectiveness and that efficiency. So you wanna make sure, let's say that you're doing it the bare minimum, which for me would be once a week. You have all the new hires start on the same day once a week. Maybe it's Monday, right? And every Monday you have new hire orientation. You can put that on your calendar. You can plan for it ahead of time. You know it's gonna happen. And because it happens every single week, you know what you're training on, you know your training's gonna be effective. My only key to that is when you're doing the same training week in and week out, sometimes you get bored with it. So just remember, the person you're training has never heard it before. So even though you're bored with what you're training on, they're not bored with what they're hearing. So make sure that you don't drone on and become like, oh, this is so boring. I'm so sorry I have to tell you this. They're not like that. So anyway, when you have new hire orientation where it's condensed and it's just like one day a week or one day every other week, 
you can then build a process around it. So that way you know, okay, every Friday I have to review what new hires I'm gonna have on Monday. I have to create whatever files need to be done every Friday for those new hires. I need to prepare my training materials. And then I know I'm gonna have this block of time every Monday where I'm doing that training. So that is definitely one process that you wanna set up. The second one is refresher training. So refresher training is stuff that some regulations require that you do the training um, annually or maybe every two years or every three years, depending upon what your regulation is. I always find it a best practice for my high hazard stuff that I retrain on it every year, regardless of what the regulation says. But when you are doing that refresher training, sometimes that can just be a hodgepodge mess, right? Like you get, oh yeah, we gotta do this this time. We have to do that at this time. Yeah, we'll get around to it. Maybe we'll do it next time, especially when there isn't a regulation around it. But if you build a process around it, starting with the free download that goes with this episode, remember thesafetygeek.com forward slash 47 will get you that download. You can plan what months you're going to do your refresher training in. So this is another balance of efficiency and effectiveness. I can throw all, my, all of my safety training, all my refresher training into one big three-hour workshop. I could get my check mark. I don't have to worry about getting a violation, but that's not gonna be effective. What is more, the more frequently you do safety training, the more effective it is. So if you could do it weekly, have your supervisors do it weekly or you do it weekly, that's probably the most effective method. That's why Toolbox Talks works so well. But let's say that every month you just do a workshop and you are the one doing that training every month. So you can plan on that and you can create a process around it. And what I teach you in Safety Management Academy is using the seven touch method and actually planning out your trainings for an entire month. So that way you're priming them ahead of time and then you're reinforcing the training afterwards. And then every month you just change the topic. So the first step in that is deciding on a topic every month. So do that with your program and training calendar. And then you just, every single month, you just change the topic. And then you have promotions around it, you have reinforcement coaching or observations around it, and then you have the confidence to walk away knowing that you have a plan for your training and it's all getting done as it's required. All right, the next process you need to have in place are policy updates. I'm not gonna go too deep in this because that was last week's episode, so make sure that you check that out. That would be thesafetygeek.com forward slash 46, and you can get all the information on updating your policies. But just like how you have your training calendar, you wanna have your policy updates in there too. And when you download the freebie for this episode, I actually combine the two in there. So you have programs and training. But you wanna update those policies. And just a pro tip on that, you wanna update the policy before you do the refresher training on it. So if I am updating lockout tagout in September, I'm not gonna train on lockout tagout awareness or do my annual evaluations or anything until October or November. So that way I'm making sure that my training is matching any updates that happened within the policy. All right, number three process that you should have in place, which is something that you do on a recurring basis, is reporting. So you generally have to create reports for various departments and various members of management, and you have to distribute those reports. So first think about how you're distributing those reports. Um, is it via a meeting or is it through email or is it, you know, you, you print it and you actually hand it to them, however it happens to be. 
So when you're creating the reports, you should do those all at once. That is definitely a really good batch task. So if you plan once a month, I'm gonna do all my reports and actually run the reports and create them once a month. Now let's get to distribution. This is effectiveness. I may have 10 different reports, and if I was to email those all out all at once at the beginning of the month, you might think, that's efficient, that's amazing, everybody will get the reports, this will be great. What happens on the other end of that email is they open it and they go, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff in here, I don't have time for this. Let's, let's put that in the read later pile and it never gets read. So the easiest way to get people to read your reports and act on them is to make them short, sweet, and to the point. So even though you're running your reports once a month because you're batching them to be more efficient, you can send your reports and distribute them over a period of time. Outlook and Gmail or whatever email service you're using has a scheduling option. So you can actually schedule the emails all at once while you're batching the reports and that way you don't have to worry about it and people will be getting those reports. But they will be getting them in small little chunks so that way it is easy for them to read it easy for them to digest it, and easy for them to take action on it. Now, if you're distributing your reports at a manager's meeting, then you wanna make it a presentation. So let's say you're reporting to your safety committee, to your executive advisory committee, to your manager's team, then you can put it onto a PowerPoint and you can show them all the reports at once. You've batched them all at once, it's still saving you time, it's still a process, and that's good too. But some reports, even that, like maybe they give you 15 minutes, maybe they give you an hour. You don't want to be just showing report after report after report because it just gets tiring to the receiver. So make sure that you are breaking it up and that you're saying, hey, I'll send out this report later this week. But you already have that scheduled because you save time by doing it as a process. Alrighty, the next one is inspections. So you want to inspect your facility, your complete entire facility, at least once a quarter. More often is better, but depending upon the size of your facility, the bare minimum is once a quarter. And I will tell you for efficiency purposes, I used to do my inspections all at once. And I would just be like, I would block off two days on my calendar every three months and I would do a complete facility inspection in those two days and I thought that I was just rocking it. I was like, this is efficient, I'm knocking it out, I have all this free time. Um, and that does work, but that limits what I can batch when I'm doing other things. So ideally, if I break my inspections up into chunks by areas of the department, I can then go, okay, I'm gonna inspect the warehouse today but at the same time as I'm doing that inspection, I am going to be doing an assessment on safe working behaviors, or I'm going to be coaching the supervisor, or I'm going to be doing a little lunch and learn in their break room. So you can then break it up. There is so much time wasted when you do each of those tasks individually. Because if you think about it, when you start a task, it's like you've got all this stuff, okay, I'm gonna go do an inspection, and then I come back to my office, get my paperwork for the assessment, and then I go do the assessment, and then I come back to my office, and I get my paperwork for my supervisor. And every time you do that, there's a chance for you to be interrupted. Where if you just go, I'm gonna spend the next four hours in this department, and I'm gonna knock out everything I need to do in this department, and then next week I'm gonna do another department. 
It actually works out better culture-wise because they get to see you for a long period of time. You really get to see more of the operations. So when I would do my inspections and knock them out in two or three days, I never really paid attention to the work that was being done because I was paying attention to the facility. But when you break it up and do it in smaller chunks, you can see a bigger picture and maybe you can identify some hazards that you might not have seen before. So I highly recommend breaking your inspections up to you do one area a week and then you just repeat and do everything you want to for that, for that area at that same time. Maybe a couple employee observations, maybe some coaching, maybe hanging out with the supervisors, that kind of stuff. All right, now the last thing I want to share with you is paperwork. So if they didn't document it, it didn't get done, right? And what, that, what happens is you get a ton of paperwork. So... What I want you to do is get yourself one of those inboxes that has multiple levels. And each level is gonna be a different type of paperwork. So as stuff comes in, you could just sort it into what type of paperwork it is and let those babies pile up. <laughs> Don't be freaked out because you got stuff in your inbox. That stuff can wait. You do all of your filing at one time. And this is something that you can spread out. You don't have to do it once a month. Maybe you could do it once every six weeks and do all of your filing. So the only one that I would caution against is SDSs, where when you're getting new SDSs in, you might wanna handle those right away. So generally what'll happen is you have your top of your inbox is going to be your main inbox where people just dump stuff in. And then at the bottom levels, you might have one for like training, paperwork, inspections, SDSs. So as stuff is coming in at the top of your inbox, you're gonna glance at it. If it's an SDS, cause I'm, that's the one that comes to me as an emergency issue. You look at it and you go, okay, is this already on my chemical list? And if it is, then it just goes into the SDS inbox. But if it, if it isn't, then that becomes, I handle it right now and I deal with it. But you want to let the paperwork pile up because you can waste so much time filing paperwork. So that should be something that you end up doing like once a month, once every six weeks. It's mindless work at the end of the day. Maybe it's like late on a Friday where nothing's going on. I'm going to file some paperwork. And if it is non-confidential paperwork, it is a wonderful thing for a light duty person to do instead of you. Because filing paperwork is 100% a waste of your time, especially when you look at like how much people actually look at that paperwork. But that's a balancing act too, because paperwork is important to get us through compliance audits and things like that. Um, so you definitely need to have it, but I don't want you wasting your time with it. So build a process around your paperwork. Manage your inbox for emergencies and then filing it away for later. Put it in a different inbox to deal with later. And then once a month or once every six weeks, you do your filing. All right, so if you get these processes in place, and these are the main ones I think you need to have, and if you bunch them up, it's basically just training, policies, reports, and paperwork. So if you can get these in place, what your results will be is that you have then a routine to your job. 
You know what days you're going to be doing what. You can start time blocking that if you wanted to, but it really frees up your time. You might think like, I, I don't have time to add all these processes in there, but it actually frees up your time. Because what you're probably doing right now is just handling whatever is coming in. And then when an audit comes up, you might be rushing to get all this stuff done and then it's not done well and you're not getting the effectiveness out of it. So it actually makes your job more effective. It frees up your time. It reduces your stress. So that way you can do your job better. And then in the end, you are able to make continuous improvements. Believe it or not, having processes in place is key to making a continuous improvement in your safety program. Alrighty, my safety friends, that is what I have for you this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure that you go to thesafetygeek.com forward slash 47 to download the sample program and training calendar. And while you're there, leave me a comment. Tell me what you thought about the episode. Tell me how you are managing your processes. I would love to hear that. And I will chat with you next week. Bye for now. You can check out the show notes and links for this week's episode at thesafetygeek.com. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. There are occasional bonus episodes that I don't always advertise and you won't want to miss them. One more favor, leave a review on that app too. It helps others find the show. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to talk to you next week.